The following podcast is for information purposes only and is not suitable for retail investors. Hi, and welcome back to this week's Charter of the Week podcast. It's Thursday, the 21st of April, and I'm here today with Michael Clough, who's going to be discussing the Japanese yen's weakness in recent months. Thanks very much, Gabby. And yes, it is something that we've been following quite closely in in recent months. And we have seen the Japanese yen uh, weaken quite a lot over the course of uh, the last 16 months or so. Against against other currencies, we 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 chart, charted this week the uh, the exchange rate versus the uh, the U.S. dollar, uh, but it has depreciated against uh, uh, other currencies as as well. Uh, the depreciation really started in early 2021, um, and uh, and it has depreciated ever since. Really, uh, and we're now up to around about 130 Japanese yen for every single US dollar. Um, at, the, at the start of 2021, uh, it was just above 100 yen per, per US dollar. So it has depreciated quite a lot. And uh, very recently, we, we saw its, uh, its longest losing streak uh, since at least 1971. So uh, in the 13 days up to uh, Tuesday, the 19th of April, we saw the yen depreciate against the dollar every single day. So quite extraordinary moves. And and versus the dollar, the yen is now at its weakest level since May 2002. So almost uh, 20 years. And and the reason for this really is is the divergence in monetary policy uh, between. Uh, the Japanese uh, between Japan and and the U.S., uh, we have seen uh, the the Fed uh, move more towards uh, uh, a tightening policy, whereas the whereas Japan remains uh, very much in in, in stimulus mode, um, and we can touch on on that maybe in a little bit more detail. But the yen yen weakness has traditionally been beneficial for. Japan's export-driven economy. A lot of the big companies in Japan are are big exporters, and so a weak yen is is beneficial because the the translated earnings of those companies are are worth more in yen terms. But at these depreciated yen levels, companies are now getting more concerned about how it might further inflate uh, import prices and and particularly uh, fuel and and raw material imports. Now that the uh, the price of, of oil and, and natural gas has, of course, been spiking this year, uh, given what's been going on in Ukraine. And Japan is a very large importer of, of fossil fuels, so oil and gas. And, and so a weak yen um, is, is really exacerbating some of those, those, those commodity price increases that we have uh, already seen so far this year. That's really useful. Thank you, Michael. Um, perhaps you could just talk more about the use of the yen in portfolios. Yeah, well, it's interesting because many investors have often owned the Japanese yen as a as a safe haven asset class. So when historically and traditionally, when when financial markets have 
suffered periods of stress or, or there's been uh, periods of geopolitical stress, the yen has typically performed well. And so it has been a very strong diversifier in multi-asset portfolios. But year to date alone, the currency has weakened about 10% against the, against the dollar. And that is, of course, uh, at a time when we've had uh, the, uh, the war in Ukraine. So, so plenty going on, but the yen hasn't really, uh, hasn't, hasn't protected at all. So on, on many metrics, the yen now does look quite cheap. Uh, however, we have had, we've had further hawkish comments from US Federal Reserve officials, and, and that has just led to a continued divergence in, in policy between the Fed in the US and the Bank of Japan in Japan. Uh, as I said, as I mentioned before, the Bank of Japan really is still in, in stimulus mode. Uh, that the, the central bank is really trying to stimulate that, uh, stimulate that economy and, um, and, and, and drive uh, economic growth and inflation. Um, and, and of course, we, we have very, very high inflation numbers in the US today. US consumer inflation is at 8.5%, but in Japan, it is just 0.9%. Um, so a, a very, very different inflation backdrop uh, interest rates in Japan are still negative. They're at minus 0.1%. So we do have, uh, you know, the, the, poli the monetary policy between Japan and the US is, is very, very different. And, and, and the Bank of Japan has also uh, reaffirmed its commitment to yield curve control. So it, it, is, it is effectively trying to keep 10-year bond yields at, at or around 0%. And so whenever it, whenever that ten-year bond, whenever that ten-year bond yield starts to move higher, the uh, the Bank of Japan is is effectively buying Japanese government bonds to to bring that yield back down towards towards zero. So it, it it's a very different, uh, very different policy to what we're seeing in the U.S. and and we we've of course had this surge in inflation in in Western economies, not least the U.S. Um, and we've seen the Fed move increasingly hawkish to try and combat that inflation, uh, whereas in whereas Japan, uh, inflation remains much much lower, and the central bank remains much more dovish. That's great, thank you, Michael. And um, I'll see you next week. Thanks, Gabby. For professional advisors only. The views expressed are those of Momentum Global Investment Management at the time of recording and are subject to change without notice. Momentum Global Investment Management has used all reasonable efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information contained in this communication, but we cannot guarantee the reliability, completeness or accuracy of the content. This podcast is for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell. Momentum Global Investment Management Company registration number 37330094 has its registered office at the Rex Building, 62 Queen Street, London, EC4R1EB. Momentum Global Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority in the United Kingdom and is an authorised financial services provider pursuant to the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act 37 of 2002 in South Africa 
your capital is at risk.